AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Well, and good afternoon and welcome to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island, the newest one-hour talk show and entertainment program on AM790, your station for talk and business. And every Wednesday we will be here and giving you a kind of a behind-the-scenes look at what's going to be coming up at the weekend's Water Fire, uh, introducing you to some of our favorite people. Uh, we've got a couple of them here in the studio with us today. I'll be uh, introducing them in a second. And I am here with my co-host, uh, creator of Water Fire, Barnaby Evans. Hey, Barnaby. Good afternoon, Brahman, and good afternoon to all the listeners. We're delighted to be here. I know, and boy, I was looking at the weather for this weekend. We are going to have one beautiful water fire. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it really does look great, and it was beautiful last, uh, last time we lit, too. Yeah, you know, so, so I know we've got a lot of exciting stuff, and I think... I'm knocking on wood here. We <laughs> get the engineer upset You're here. like, don't jinx it, Bronwyn, don't okay. do it. Um, so, well, if you don't know, everybody out there, we just said it, we've got a fabulous water fire weekend uh, coming up this Saturday, a huge lighting, um, and we've got some great guests lined up for you today. Uh, our guests include, uh, thank you so much for coming, John Mugridge from Fidelity Investments. Uh, Fidelity is one of our sponsors for this weekend, so and we've got some great stories that we want to kind of chat with you about. Um, famous for the origami crane folding at Waterfire, right, Barnaby? Absolutely. So, greetings, John. Thank you. And then later on in the show, we will be bringing you an incredible musician, City Mega. And City and his band, Afri Manding, will be performing this Saturday at the Ignite Providence Music Stage at Waterfire, which is on Steeple Street. And we are so excited to bring that back. Um, very big special thank you to Fat Bellies as well as uh, Geico for... Uh, sponsoring that stage, but we've got uh, we'll be talking about African rhythms and this incredible drum. Uh, you you can't see it obviously because we're on the radio, but there is this beautiful djembe drum right next to me, which I might start pounding on in a second. But uh, so John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day, and I'm pleased to be with you. Yeah, we were so excited. Um, you know, how how long has it been, John? Uh, well, I've been we've been doing water fire I think since 2002. That's would right. Be my, if my recollection is is close to correct, um, and we've been folding cranes since then, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been a wonderful relationship ever since. Yeah, and you know I'd like to also mention to the audience that you're on the water fire board. I um, am on the water fire board. Very very honored to be on the water fire board. Well, we're honored to have you. I mean, we know you're a man in demand, as they say <laughs> in the world. Um, and you've been with Fidelity for over 30 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is my 30th year with the firm. I've been working here with Fidelity in Rhode Island since 1990. Um, and I've been involved in a number of community organizations. Waterfires, one, the Food Bank, um, you know, uh, PPAC, a few others. But it's just, it's wonderful to get that glimpse of, of the community. Yeah. So why Waterfire? Can I ask you? Know? Sure. Um, I mean, Waterfire has become a symbol of Rhode Island. It's a visual symbol for Rhode Island. And to be able to be part of it uh, and help guide it through its growth, hopefully, um, is really quite remarkable. It's, uh, as I said, it, it's an honor. So it's, it's, it's very important to the state. Um, and therefore, it's very important to Fidelity. Well, we're very glad to have you. And I think, you know, uh, Barnaby, can you uh, begin by telling us how this origami uh, sponsorship kind of came about? Because you did something really kind of crazy and special, huh? Uh, we did do something creative. But before we get to that, I just want to talk a little bit about Fidelity. Fidelity has uh, grown tremendously in Rhode Island over the last 30 years. And, John, you've been a big part of that, of making that possible and seeing Many more. How many employees are there in Rhode Island now? We've got about 3,600 people now in Smithfield. Yeah. This is uh, 16 full years in, in Rhode Island. 
Yeah, so it's been it's uh, it's been growing by leaps and bounds, and it's been a huge investment in the state. And the other thing that I think is quite intriguing about Fidelity, aside from being a nationally recognized and important company in its industry, is you've always had a commitment to art and engaging local artists and building art in your campuses and around your buildings and in your buildings. And I think that's a tradition that uh, not enough people are aware of. So I, it's appreciated by the arts community and by everyone who comes to your building. So Well, thank you. I mean, we've, been, we've been told we have one of the biggest collections of contemporary Rhode Island art in the state at our campus in Smithfield. It's, it's quite remarkable. And, and you actually have a, a professional arts curator who's uh, uh, you know, on the staff of Fidelity. It goes out and visits directly with artists. It's, a it, the, the corporate, it's, been, a, it's been a commitment from the firm ever since I've been around, so it's over 30 years. It's been a, it's part of our corporate art is part of our corporate culture, and I, I think that it's uh, it's unusual to see, and I think there's a benefit and a return to the arts, um, both arts in terms of music, which we'll be talking about in the second half, but visual arts and and how it places us in the world. And I think that gives us a context for why um, a a corporate sponsor such as Fidelity sees the quality of life of where their employees live and work and the reputation of where they make their business as an important asset and factor. Oh, absolutely. But I I think Waterfire goes beyond that a little bit. It gets right into the economic development side. Um, It goes into the branding of the state of Rhode Island globally, yeah, not absolutely. just na- not just nationally or regionally, but globally, it brands Rhode Island. And again, I think the the visual, if you ever see anything about Rhode Island anywhere, mm. um, it's always got photos from a water fire. So mm-hmm. it's really become again that visual brand for the state. It's it's it's, it's truly remarkable. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And so now Brahman was prompting us to tell uh, how we uh, managed to uh, convince. Uh, uh, you specifically, actually, but Fidelity in general, uh, on an, a new way to think about um, doing a piece that was in honor of Fidelity's commitment to the arts and had an interesting reference to Fidelity, which we'll get back to, but also would be about doing something very personable and engaging in an interesting way to figure out how to advance that brand in a fun way. And it all started around holiday time, I think we would say. Isn't that the Holiday official? time, 2001. <laughs> is when it all began. <laughs> I, I would have called it Christmas, but I think you guys called it holi- uh, the, we ho- do. the holidays of uh, <laughs> 2001. So you want you want to set that up for us? What happened? Um, yeah, it's not a short story, but... Um, that, we've got time. Okay, Ron. <laughs> um, if, if, for those of you that can remember back that far, back to 2001 in the fall, it was a very um, depressing time. You know, the, the economy was not doing particularly well. Um, 9-11 had just happened, and everyone was feeling not so good about themselves. And every year, we'd, uh, we'd hired a local artist to do a custom holiday card for us to send out to our friends in the community, our volunteers, and people we cared about. And it was a little hard coming up with a theme for the card. Um, but while we were thinking about it, we went to a, I went to a parent-teacher conference at my daughter's school, and they had the students making origami cranes, and they were going to send these cranes to a school, to, to whatever it was, sixth graders at the time, um, in one of the schools that was impacted by 9-11 because they'd heard the story of Noriko and the Thousand Cranes, which, by the way, I think you probably yeah, know absolutely. better than I do. Yeah. Um, but we should relate that. This is, uh, I mean, John, you want to talk about that? This is, goes back to Japan and uh, after World War II. Well, go ahead. Well, it, it was a woman after a young young girl, actually. She, I think she was nine um, in Hiroshima who uh, uh, 
wanted to sort of bring peace to the world and sort of set herself the task of folding a thousand cranes. And I don't, and she was, uh, you know, was suffering from radiation poisoning from the bombing. And she wasn't able to complete them, but her friends finished the thousand. Isn't that correct? And the, the basic, the, the the basic of that is that if you fold a thousand cranes, your wish will come true. Exactly. I mean, that was yeah. kind of the sentiment. And we did that at the school, and then and I she went, was seeking peace in the world and trying to um, sort of rebind everyone together. And, and the story got out and became quite remarkable. Um, so while while we were you know suffering through all the anguish after 9/11 and such, and trying to think of a message, I thought, oh, you know, okay, this crane is a nice message and it's interactive. So. We developed a holiday card that had a picture of a folded crane on the front, and inside there was a picture, a piece of small origami paper um, that was had the Fidelity logo on it, and just said "Peace on Earth." And we figured that was an appropriate, appropriate message. And on the back of the card, it had the directions on how to fold a crane. And um, we stuffed the cards and mailed them and signed them and sent them all out. And um, it had an Enrico story. It had an Enrico uh, uh, The whole story. About had the story the in the back. If you fold a thousand cranes, your, your wish, wish will come, come true. true. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> and. I was getting calls from people from people's offices. They love the card, but they said productivity has gone to hell because <laughs> everyone's trying to figure out how to fold these cranes. Um, so, but we, so it was fun, right? But we we got through the holidays. We got a lot of positive feedback. I learned how to fold cranes. It was it was all going rather well. And then at some point, you had sometime in January or February, you had set up a meeting to come try to pitch me yet again mm-hmm. on why Fidelity really should be a sponsor of Waterfire. So Barnaby had tried to pitch you before, but it just it didn't work. We hadn't found the right formula yet. Okay. I mean, they're trying to figure out how they could. It's a difficult question of how you brand what is the identity of the company in a way that's engaging to the crowd and not just seen as a billboard. And so he showed up one day. You know, I, I got a call from the reception desk that Mr. Evans was here to see me, and he had some boxes with him. So out I went, and there were three very large um, cardboard boxes, with pieces of ribbon, beautiful, beautiful ribbon, and beautifully wrapped. And I looked at them, and he looked at me, and he said, these are for you. So we took them back to my office. I looked at them. He looked at me. They, they were bigger than his office. Actually. They were very large boxes. <laughs> yes. So he said, go ahead, open it. So I cut the ribbon and, and delicately opened up the first box, only to find the entire box full of origami cranes. Mm-hmm. All with Fidelity on the All on with the, the Fidelity wings, logo yeah. on them. Yeah. So at that point, again, I'd been had. Essentially, um, well, I think he, I, I, I think I did take the point to remind you of what your no, card you said. did. I looked at you and you said, "Now, John, mm-hmm. in the card that you sent, you said if you fold a thousand cranes, your wish will come true, and we wish that you sponsor Waterfire." That's good, Barnaby. That's really good. <laughs> Is that one of the most creative proposals that you've ever seen? Literally, come across your desk. That was the most creative proposal <laughs> I have ever seen come across my desk, and clearly, the rest we figured out how to make it happen. And this Saturday, we, we, we plan on handing out o- probably over 5,000 origa- handmade origami cranes. Well, yeah, and, and I know that we're going to be teaching people how to fold them as well in Memorial Park. Um, the cranes really have become a symbol of your sponsorship. Um, we have to take a quick break. We're talking to John Mugridge from Fidelity. Uh, I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelzer, and I'm here with Barnaby Evans, and we're talking all about water fire and cranes.
And welcome back, and you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfeldser, and I am here with Barnaby Evans, the creator of Waterfire, as well as John Mugridge from Fidelity Investments. And we're talking about some of the great things that you're going to see this weekend at Waterfire, including the famous origami Fidelity Cranes, um, which we've yeah. got, uh, how many, what do you have, hundreds and hundreds of your employees that are folding these throughout People December? fold thousands of cranes every year. We have custom paper, so every year it's a little bit every different. Year different. People collect them. They want one from all 12, so this is the 12th Well, one. this is a brand new, brand new year, brand new cranes. Yeah. Um, and we expect to have four or 5,000 to be passed out over the course of the evening. So I mean, that's pretty amazing that all your employees kind of get together, do this to add, again, their own kind of light to the night. But not only with just origami cranes, I know just from our volunteer department that we have lots of uh, Fidelity volunteers that are either stoking the fires or that come down. Cheryl Mason um, works with me in the Brazier Society tent, uh, I think now for about... Since it started, maybe since 2005, 2006. So there's some real fidelity and loyalty there to, and in, in this commitment to, oh, there absolutely you know, is. to water fire and bringing this community event um, alive. So you don't find it's distracting to your employees so folding all those cranes, like you said. Well, I've actually found I, I, I fold a fair number of cranes myself, as it turns out, um, and I found that on conference calls and things, it yeah. actually helps me focus on it the does. content of the call as I'm folding a crane because then I'm not checking email or, or being distracted by other exactly things in the right. office. So it actually, it's it's probably a zen-like thing, but it actually helps me to focus on the content of the phone calls. Right. I, you know, in the, in the original pitch where we talked about that, I talked about the focusing power of a, a fairly simple, repetitive task like that, and many psychologists find it frees your mind to follow other things and be more creative. So, I, you know, and we talked a little bit about how our worry of whether that branding would be seen as some sort of thing that people didn't want and whether we'd find them littered all over the park. And I remember that first night, because we had speculated about this, but we thought it would work well, and I went down to the park to take a look, and I didn't find a single one. I walked all the way through the park, and then finally I found one completely flattened crane that had been sort of now molded to the shape of the cobblestones for people walking on it. And I picked it up and I said, okay, we we lost one crane. And I straightened it out and straightened up its wings and got it in flight mode again. And just as I finished that, a woman walked by and said, oh, I didn't get one last night. Can I please have that one? And I said, you certainly can. And we handed it off to her. So that transition of being able to take a, a genuinely own generous thank you to a sponsor and turn it into an event that people talk about and as a moment that touches kids and connects people of all ages, that's exactly the sort of win-win we try to well, partnership Well, it happens on. when people are folding them as well. Yeah. We have found that um, people fold, will fold them in groups. Some people would take them home and fold them with their family. I've found that uh, if I'm traveling um, while the crane folding season is upon us, mm-hmm. if I'm on a train or a plane and you know, break out the paper and just start folding, people will start talking to you, mm-hmm. Absolutely. which which no one would if you were just standing sitting there reading a book or doing something else. Some, mm-hmm. Something about that activity people find compelling to open up a conversation. So there really is this community that develops um, between between Fidelity, our employees, and the broader Rhode Island community around these cranes and not just on the night right. of the fire. Yeah, I now, you, I know that you're really good at it because you actually made a video that we uh, had, I know, yeah, last year uh, no, on I can, It's right on our website. People can find it. It's at waterfire.org forward slash now. And all the things that are coming up this Saturday will be on there, including the concert we're going to talk about in a moment. But the um, 
the video of your teaching people how to do it, as well as the website resource to print out instructions is right there, so people can learn to do it. And it's a, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, see if people can guess where it was done, where it was shot. Okay. okay. Oh okay. yes, it's that's an important place where it was shot. That would be fun. All right. Actually, we should Actually, hold we a contest. Should, uh, we can have a contest. Yeah. All right. So, so if, if people email into what Brahman at waterfire.org? No, probably best to go onto the Facebook page. Okay. All right. And if if Tim Blankenship, our, our multimedia guru, will remember to put also the link to the uh, the origami crane folding instructions uh, there, and then if people can tell us where that was shot, what will what will we give them? Uh, we'll have a special prize that we'll have to figure out during the break. I don't know. That sounds <laughs> So we'll figure out the prize, and then we'll let you know, but I think that's a great idea. And as we as we did mention earlier, there will be a Fidelity crane-folding tent at mm-hmm. this Saturday's fire, and there will be Fidelity employees there teaching um, teaching anyone who wants to come up, walk up to, All the, ages. Walk and, up to and, the tent. All ages, and with the official 2014 paper. With the official 2014 paper. And, and that's in Memorial Park, for anybody that's wondering. So um, there, it's a 10 by 10 tent that's there. Uh, and again, with I, I believe the... I, I believe so. With, yeah. with, with Fidelity volunteers and plenty of paper. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm going to try to learn again. I find that... I know that's supposed to be very zen-like for people, but so is golf. And <laughs> I'm a red-headed Irish-Italian girl, and for some reason, I just can't seem to... I, I can't seem to focus long enough to do it, you know, John. So we're going to have to keep on working well, on that. <laughs> to prepare those thousand cranes for our original gift to John, I, I think I've got it down pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's why we ri- wrote you in February. <laughs> uh, but it, w- it was a fun story, and we've enjoyed doing it. But it, what I particularly like about the story is exactly what we try to do with Waterfire, which is find a way to open a new world and share it in a constructive way that make new connections to people and in a way that's uh, joyful and about beauty and about taking that moment of time to pause and think about it. Um, and, you know, I, the volunteerism that, Brahman, you were talking about, we've so enjoyed the volunteers we've had from all across Rhode Island and beyond Rhode Island from many companies. Fidelity's been a very great example of that. Um, the skill set among our volunteers that is made possible by people coming from different companies is extraordinary. We were on Waterfire one night, and one of our volunteer coordinators was saying something like, oh, this is, you know, it's a slightly complicated, but it's not rocket science. And someone raised their hand and said, well, I'm a rocket scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else in the same boat said, oh, I'm a rocket scientist too. Where do you work? <laughs> and so the range of skills from actors to musicians to school teachers to scientists to engineers to financial experts a lot of people wish to get involved to make the community a better place. And uh, we welcome them all, and we try to work with them constructively and with a great deal of uh, gratefulness and respect for what they bring into the situation. And it's, and it's connections like those, I think, that, um, again, we went back to the board, you know, why, why would I want to be on the board, is to try to bring those experiences to people in other parts of the country, in other parts of the world, using Waterfire as, uh, as an emissary. I just think the opportunity is there. Um, to really, really do that and to figure out with the board and with the staff how we how we go about doing that. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of fun ideas. As you know, the city is expanding the parks, and we're looking about whether we expand Waterfire. And we've got a lot of fun ideas. In fact, John, you yourself have a lot of fun ideas that we've been... Uh, bouncing around. So we're looking John's got to great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that we should try to get the beer garden with the gargoyles serving and the steampunk character serving. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be a lot of fun. Because I hear you're really into craft beer. I you're enjoy th- craft beer. There's a rumor. Uh, it, it is true. <laughs> uh, confirmed. 
Well, I just want you know, I want to thank you so much for all your years of sponsorship, and we're so looking forward to this weekend and just an amazing time with Fidelity. Well, I hope hopefully I'll see people there. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thank you, John. Hello, 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 and welcome back. I am Bronwyn Dannenfelter, and I'm here with Barnaby Evans and this beautiful, lovely musician, Sidney Mega, who is going to be performing at Waterfire uh, this Saturday at the uh, Ignite Music Stage at Waterfire on Steeple Street, and we're just so excited to have you. Oh, same here. <laughs> the concert starts at 7 p.m., and uh, CD, you know, your music, uh, we play music from all over the world at Waterfire, but I have to say, your home country of Mali has been producing astonishing music for centuries and it's influenced music uh, from rock and roll to the blues to folk traditions to religious traditions spiritual traditions and rhythms always at the heart of it and I first of all want to thank you for the heritage of that and sharing it with us and you've also been in Rhode Island sharing your music traditions and your knowledge of music and your craft for over 10 years yes sir yeah so tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first came into the playing the Jem Jay? Yes, uh, okay, so, you know, in Mali, as a culture, every children from like five years old and stuff, we all play drum. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're a drummer or not. Mm-hmm. We just get, get together in the, the street corner to play the drum. So, but it's not like actual drum. Some can be tomato can, boxes, and stuff. So, we all did that. And after, you know, it depends if you want to keep playing drum or if you want to do other things. But as first, you have to go to school. But, you know, I kept playing drum and end up uh, with some of my friends. We create our own drumming group. Well, and when we say playing drums, you guys play amazing rhythms. I mean, yes. all sorts of syncopated, complicated things going back, passing it from one to another. I mean, it, it's 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 not in unison. It's uh, it's a really complicated tapestry of sound. Yes. And this is a very special, it's a special drum. And can, can you pronounce it again? A gem? Djembe. A djembe? Yes. And what is, it, what is it made of? It's made of a tree okay. and animal skins. Uh, usually we use uh, goat skin. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I like cow skin because uh, you know, I can pull that one more to give the sound I want. Yep. So that's why I use cow skin. And do you, do you, does every djembe player, or there's a word for it, isn't it? Somebody who plays the, the djembe? Uh-huh. What is it? Djembe fola. I'm, I'm going to try, yeah. Fola. <laughs> I'm going to let you say that <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, so do you, de- is there a reason um, for the decorations? Is that yeah, the decoration, you know, this is, it looks like a decoration, but it's the way to fix, uh, to pull, uh, fix them. Mm-hmm. You see, because we used to make them with all uh, skin, but now, you know, the problem with that was when you play a little bit, the sound go like it go low, so right. you have to warm it have up to keep again. Tighten it up. Yeah. Exactly. So with this one, you don't have to do that. When you tighten, it stay like that. So be uh, so the the reason is because we have a two ring. The skin will be between two ring, mm-hmm. and we pull it with a rope. Right. So it's both decorative, but it also has a, a very precise function in keeping the tone. Exactly. And, and the djembe is a drum that makes lots of different sounds. Yes. Now we're not really in a recording studio, but do you want to give us just a sense of some of the Vocabulary, we'll see. Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of sounds. You can really talk with this drum. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, so, you know, usually you have a three sound, slap, tune, and bass. No matter how you play, but sometimes you can do some funny with sound and all those kind of things, you know, to make it more fun. And, and I know, like, this studio might be a little sm- uh, small for my drum. <laughs> I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just. I want to get up and dance. I think we just sent the engineer through the roof. I know. I'm looking at Brett right now, going, "How does that sound?" (laughs) Um, But but you could see just in that short segment, and that's just with one player, uh, a variety of rhythms, tones, sounds, sort of emphasis. I mean, it really uh, it's it's a it's a way of communicating that I think has uh, got great subtlety. And I'm so delighted to have such a skilled player in Rhode Island, and you've been teaching this and demonstrating this all over the world, but particularly in New England. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about your band and the music, and I know we're going to cut uh, to play a short segment of uh, a piece of your of your larger band playing. Exactly. So my band is uh, uh, composed by, you know, Cora, which is not a string instrument. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like 21 string. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's a balaf- beautiful. Yeah. And balafon, which is not a percussion instrument, drum set, djembe, and bass, mm-hmm. guitar. Bass guitar, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, and we all sing together. You know, first of all, like I used to play more drum, like with my drummer, but you know, uh, at some point, you know, I got uh, this grant from a uh, Royal Island Foundation. How you call a Michael Johnson? Yes, the fellowship. Michael Johnson, absolutely, yeah, fellowship. Yes. Yeah. So they gave me more courage to go forward yeah. with the band, you know, and try to focus to make music and travel around. So we have been playing almost everywhere. And, you know... Where have you been playing? We've been playing, you know, at most in New England, yeah. Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, Boston, La, mm-hmm. New York, Mexico. Wow, so then we're really lucky that you're going to be playing with us this oh, Saturday. Definitely, I'm looking forward to it. Well, and also the McCall Johnson Fellowship is a really great opportunity for a musician. This is a, a, a very prestigious grant that the Rhode Island Foundation has been giving. I think they give it every three years, right? Yes. Is, is right? Yeah. And uh, I, I'm first of all, want to thank the Rhode Island Foundation for defining music very broadly. Yes. Because sometimes these foundational grants are just given to formal compositions for string quartets or for orchestras or something like that. Yeah. But they've uh, they've defined this idea of music very broadly, and uh, you've shown exactly the power of why that engagement to expand this dialogue is so important. Yes. I was so honored and glad to, you know, to visit that. So you've been doing collaborations with many people as well as teaching and uh, um, talking about the influence of Malian music and African music in general in many forums uh, around, you know, both to school children and to, you know, yeah. Mu- music school. Yeah, music school. Yep, I have been teaching like almost. I don't know if it's every school in Rhode Island, Boston, but main, most of them, right? Then you know, I did collaboration with other teachers and other musicians. I play with so many different people. Mm-hmm. And my new album, who just came out a couple of weeks ago, which yeah, is let's skip the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With United Africa. So I did a collaboration with Umu Sangare, who is a Grammy winner singer as well. 
Now that is some like foot stomping music. I've been sitting here in my chair wiggling around a little bit. I'm all excited for Saturday. Yes. Yeah, but you know, but I mean, this is a music about bringing people together and enjoying themselves and moving. Exactly. I mean, you can tell it's about moving. Yes. And it's going to be a great addition to Waterfire. We're so delighted to have you. But tell us a little bit about the, um, you know, the lyrics and what you're thinking of and composing it and what 
makes this magic happen? Yes, you know, like I've been thinking about this a lot. And you know, you know, like with the, this world right now, there are so many problems. And I just see people like trying to fight each other for no reason because, you know, there are no way we, we will move forward and get better like if there are no peace. So I think the only key for African is just to be together, yeah. like anybody. But you know, since Africa is the its own continent, so the, the, to to be united will be the best thing for them. Yeah. yeah, and you know that's the theme that we come to when we create Waterfire is that there's so much more that unites us than it is that divides us, and music is one of those things. Yes, love of beauty, love of dance. Yes love of light and fire and water and food and we try to bring all those together into a sort of a, a grand uh, what would we call it a grand sort of uh, uh, trying to think of the Creole term like uh, it's not a goulash what is it it's a gumbo yeah. like, like, like a great big gumbo of all, yeah. all these different things that come together exactly. and uh, it really it turns the city around and it's so important and we're yeah. so delighted to have you join us yes. yeah. um, I think we're going to take a slight break and then we'll come back and talk a little further about it Hello, and we are back, and you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelter, your host here with Barnaby Evans, creator of Waterfire. And hopefully you just heard some of that incredible music by City Mega, who is going to be playing with his band um, on the Steeple Street stage, uh, the Ignite Music stage, which, again, I want to say a big thank you to Fat Bellies, um, who is sponsoring that stage, as well as Geico. Uh, it's one of our favorite venues, but after listening to that, music. I think I'm going to make my way down there and do a little boogieing. <laughs> yeah, everybody should. I mean, the band starts at 7. It's this Saturday, along with the rest of Waterfire. But, you know, Sebe, I want to mention two other things. You're, this, you have a release party for this new album yes, that's at the spot. At the spot underground. Underground in Providence. Yes. And it's July 26th. Yes. And you're coming on stage around 11 to about 2 a.m. Yeah. And that is another Waterfire night. So another great chance to come see a uh, 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 extraordinary gathering of people downtown and with your permission we'd love to include some of that music on the soundtrack that oh, night. Yes, can please. we do that for oh, yeah, please. We'll, we'll do that in sort of honor of the uh, release of that and people should go down to the spot underground and uh, start, uh, you can go to Waterfire and then go do that mm-hmm. and you're doing also another event on September 20th with First Works in the city of Providence yes. you want to talk about that Africa Naga yes Africa Naga have been doing that for six years now and I get uh, found by RISCA every year, so mm. they sponsor. The That's the Rhode Island State Council on the Arts. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, I have been bringing different gr- uh, people from everywhere. Umu, Umu came before. Okay. And Wumi, and M- uh, Michelle Cruz, and like a lot of Michelle people. Michelle Cruz is great. Yeah, she she the one her. who was singing on United Africa. Yeah. yeah That's her voice. Her. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, I have been bringing people every year. You know, sometimes I bring a the drummer group from Senegal, Nigeria, Mali, and, you know, DJs as well. So I've been doing that for six years now. Well, so we, we're a, so excited that time. you're going to be with us. And I think, yeah. you know, Barnaby, I think let's let people know uh, Sunset is at age 21. Um, but remember... The art tents open at 6 the and the stage opens at 7, right? Exactly. Yeah, so so it, come there's down a lot early. of things going on, absolutely. And then from 8 to 10, you yes. can, if you've got the patience... 
You can go learn how to fold an origami crane, yes. right, in yeah. Memorial Park. <laughs> and and we'll even deliver one down to you on <laughs> Steeple Street, all yes, right? Yes, please. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, Barnaby, we can't uh, ever thank our sponsors enough. And as we know, Fidelity was a sponsor of the, uh, is a sponsor of the event on Saturday. But Nortec is also... Nortec uh, Inc. has been an incredible supporter Nortec's of ours. Nortec's been a long-time uh, sponsor as well. Another company that uh, people uh, don't realize its depth of its roots in the uh, in the community and all the different things it does, and we're so delighted to have them as a sponsor and a long-time partner. Absolutely. So great weather, good music, lots of fun, and community. Yeah. I have to correct that. It's uh, good weather and great music. Okay. <laughs> and a great night for everyone to be in downtown, so it's a wonderful thing. So I think, you know, we want to just thank everybody that uh, has joined us here today for the show. Uh, it's been great talking to you. and uh, Thank you so much. Fantastic. And I love that drum. Um, and, and for anybody... And we're going out with another one of your pieces here from the new album that's going to be coming up, opening at the Spot Underground on July 26th. Yes, we are. And if you missed any of this program, you can catch it on www.business790. Uh, Thank you.